Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. I was really hoping for the Jaws theme today. Alongside the shark, Marty Baran. I'm Brian Duff. (laughs) You could play the shark's theme. Or you could play... Baby shark, do, 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 do. baby I shark. Do, 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 do. So you can do, you can go either way with that one. <laughs> if you missed it yesterday, one of the funnier stories Marty has ever shared as to why he had the nickname the shark while he was a member of the New York Rangers. I'm sure it's available in the Odyssey app somewhere if you go searching for it. This is the. Uh, it's not na- because I might. Well, it wasn't my last game, but the game that everybody remembers that would have been my second last NHL game was against the San Jose Shark and Tomas Hurdle putting it between his legs. So the nickname Shark did not come from that appearance against the San Jose Sharks either. So <laughs> you know that I never thought of that at all. In that's amazing. Uh, that's Thank because you you're for- a good friend. You don't think of me as that game. You think of me as a lot of things. Yeah, there's 53 minutes left in the show. Careful what you say. <laughs> um, happy August. It yes. is the first of this month, and there are still a few arbitration hearings to go. This is also the naked and afraid version of Sabres Ooh. Live. Would you like me to explain that, Marty? Yes, please go. How was your morning, by the way? It was it, it was good. I got a haircut, but I can't show it off right now because I uh but I haven't showered. I gotta get myself organized, but I got a haircut. Well, funny you should mention showering. So what do you do sometimes before showering? You run around your uh house naked? Yes, but then you eventually get to <laughs> shaving. Oh yeah. Yeah. So today, in this naked and afraid version of Sabres Live, I was attempting to wipe off a glass shelf after finishing shaving and about to hop in the shower when the shelf became disattached from the wall and shattered like it was hit by a 100 mile an hour al mckinnis slap shot 
So was now there I'm like st- glass everywhere? Or was it like glass on my head? Oh no. All everywhere. I mean everywhere. Now, granted, it was not sharp. So it was more like, you know, it's incredible actually how this stuff breaks. Yes. And and doesn't truly, you know. So anyway, needless to say, I was hoping to get to the office early today. That did not happen. <laughs> and I have yet to submit a request for a new glass shelf for my bathroom. Oh, yeah. So then what do you think the last thing that was that happened as I was about to go at the door? Kind of a play off of our old Wheel of Fortune joke. You had a feather on your map? I had cereal in my lap. Oh, no. <laughs> so then I had to change. As I'm about to go out the door, I'm just, I honestly, I was laughing inside and out loud at both of these incidents. And I was quite frankly, well, I'm I'm surprised I haven't, I didn't burn my mouth on my coffee this morning. <laughs> I assumed that would happen next. But here we are diving into August with, uh, well, an you interesting know? start personally. Let's just say that. It was yeah, better you know, for Trent Frederick, I would say. It was say. way better for Trent Frederick, obviously, who uh, has agreed to term on a two-year deal, $2.3 million deal. So uh, that's 1.15 a year, right, for Trent mm-hmm. Frederick? That's not 2.3 No, year, no, so. it's No, no, it's 2. Point, no, it's 2.3 a year? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I, When I read that, I thought... Dude, he scored 2. 17 goals. Look I, at well, Kuroshev. Yeah. How did Kuroshev ever get over $2 million with his meager totals yes okay so Trent Frederick at 2.3 million for Boston that is good again the Boston Bruins are obviously uh you know in a position right now where their their cap hit is gonna need some managing they still have about three million dollars there but are they well they don't right because it's Swayman's money it's gonna be Swayman's money you're right we haven't what is going on with the arbiter or the arbitrator whichever way we googled that before the show by the way what the difference is between an arbiter and an arbitrator which is basically the same thing uh but yeah. the arbiter i i choose to use arbiter right now just to mess i like up. it too yeah but yeah. what's the arbiter doing i mean they work on saturday they work on sunday last week it was Ilya Semsonov's contract that was announced on a Sunday so why why are they waiting to announce Jeremy Swayman let's go we're Tuesday people don't they know we're on the air 12 to 1 give us some things to talk about but I do like our new kind of idea for the summer here when we look at team of the day NHL team of the day and we're going to talk about it and the reason why I wanted to go there is when we get to the Ottawa Senators um, we'll talk about the Sands and Sabres against Sands and all of that. But your story of a glass shelf hitting you on the top of the head reminds no, me no, of it, one... it, 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 No, no, fragments ricocheted oh. off the sink. Okay. And yeah, yeah. No, the shelf was like... It was right there. It was, it was just below chest level. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you this. One time in Ottawa, I was backing up Ryan Miller. And that's when they decided to go away from the heavy glass glass yes. glass that they used to have and then they went all to plastic right everywhere but behind the benches they stuck with the heavy glass because fans could see better through them yes. and wh- when i'm sitting in the corner it's a heavy glass right next to me mm-hmm. and all of a sudden somebody came down the ottawa's left wing going from right to left right and decided to take a full slap shot to dump it in oh. as the whole bench ducked. And I put my glove and my blocker up to, to prevent from getting hit in the face. The puck hit the glass above my head, about three feet above my head. 
And all I heard was a like the grass, the, the glass, the grass, the glass broke in about a million pieces and uh-huh. fell all on top of me. That was with about five minutes left in the first period. I had uh-huh. shrapnel from the glass everywhere in my head, in my equipment. I was cut on top of my head. I went in, got undressed, mm-hmm. took a shower, mm-hmm. cleaned up my whole gear, everything, got dressed back up. There was five minutes left in the third period. <laughs> So this is not obviously a memorable game for anybody, but it was for me because I basically spent the whole game in the locker room, picking up little pieces of glass out of my pads, out of my chest and arm protector, out of my gloves, everywhere. It was everywhere. Did you shower again? Then, Yeah, I did because then I put my equipment on and, you know, it smells a little bit, but I just wanted to be ready in case like... It was a tight game. I remember I thought, well, what if we go to overtime? And like, what if I'm like not available? Brian Miller gets hurt and Lindy is like, where's Marty? And I'm still halfway dressed in the locker room. I'm like, I'm going to get yelled at. So I better get dressed back up and ready to go. So I made my way back to the bench with five minutes left. So what was George doing to help remedy this situation? Did he have like a shop vac? I was going to say he had the shop vac. and But also they had to clean the bench because the bench area had full of glass in the place. Players in the skates and everything. So they had to clean all of that. They got to me way late, but the shop vac came in and they were vacuuming everything, everything. And then I had, at the time it was Tim, uh, Tim Macri, that was our uh, athletic trainer. And T-Mac was literally looking through my head. I had little cuts everywhere. I probably had like 15, 20, like small little, it looked like a cat had scratched my scalp. Micro cuts. Micro cuts. Yes. Wow. And now it's super cuts, right? Is that the it's one of NHL them. partner? I I think so. The no, they with... have it. No, no they, what now is they it? have sports clip. I don't know who's. No, no, not the tablet talk sponsor. Yeah. I'm talking about the league sponsor with the terrible Jack Hughes and Kale McCarr. And Kale McCarr. No, I think it's sports clip, isn't yeah. it? Like where you can watch sports as you uh, as you get your hair cut. No, so, I don't Kale... think that's it. Somebody will tell us here right away. Regardless, you got a haircut. I got showered in glass. And on we go here in the month of August. Great Um, clips. Great clips is what it is. Great clips. Well, see, there's a perfect segue. Because as we dive into these teams of the day, we're going to provide you some great clips in Sabres history versus these franchises and tell you stories that Marty has of his times against these respective teams. And of course, A is for August and A is also for Arbiter, Arbitrator, Anaheim, Arizona, Atlanta. Those are going to be some of the teams we get to here on the first of the month. But yes, we are going to do Atlanta because when I played Atlanta was a permanent... Well, yeah, we could go two of them, but they were a permanent fixture. And I got great stories about games against Atlanta that I want to share. And from a news perspective, obviously, we're not going to be ignoring that. It's important as we wind down these arbitration cases, three of which have been settled. um, But one, we're still awaiting that verdict on, which is Jeremy Swayman. Most of them have been done ahead of time. You know, I, I get it that people are probably not thinking much about Ryan McLeod's hearing with the Oilers on Friday, probably less so Drew O'Connor's hearing also on Friday. But I was reading about the McLeod situation today. And because of not only Frederick's contract getting done today, but more specifically because Kurashev 
uh, went through the process and ended up at 2.25, McLeod's yeah. numbers are better than Kurashev's in fewer games. So there's actual genuine worry for this team and the Oilers that is up against it and still does not have Evan Bouchard done that they're not going to get this deal done ahead of time with McLeod because he has every right to push this and get every last dollar, even yes. if it's only 2.1 to 2.3 in range. Either of those scenarios is not good for the Oilers. And what I kind of chuckled at when reading the article or articles pertaining to Edmonton was the fact that it was suggested the Oilers have dodged a bullet because Evan Bouchard has not been offer sheeted and it would have been done by now. Yes. Do you believe that to be true? Or do you think it's possible that before and or after this McLeod thing gets done, there's just an even greater recognition, not that any team wouldn't have known this ahead of time, but that maybe Bouchard could still be targeted with an offer sheet because he was, I think he was the first name we ever mentioned three months ago as a potential offer sheet guy. No, right? I think that uh, the smart thing to do if you are an NHL team is wait for the orders to be caught in this vice, right? Where they yeah. have nothing to go. Cause right now, if you offer sheet, Evan Bouchard, look, they're just going to say, okay, well, McLeod, like we can't do more than this. We'll take the arbitration award. We'll be a little over the cap in the summertime, which we can do. And then we'll readjust. Mm -hmm. But if McLeod gets his hearing, gets his award, and then you're left with, okay, the Oilers right now, Duffer, have what? Like about $5 million? Yeah, $5.6 million in cap space. Right. If McLeod takes two and a half of that, that leaves them with $3 million in cap space. Mm -hmm. Evan Bouchard's going to be making more than $3 million. You would think. I would think. I would think he's probably in the four and a half to five range on a long-term deal. Maybe in the four to four and a half in the... Uh, Short term, kind of like maybe mm -hmm. maybe four million on a bridge, short term or whatnot. Yeah. But Evan Bouchard, had a, especially when they move off of uh, Tyson Berry and they acquired Matthias Ekholm, it allowed for Bouchard to be on the first power play and really performed well. Forty points last year, forty three points a year before. I think you're looking at a guy that's making four and a half million dollars. So that would put the Oilers a million and a half over the cap. Mm -hmm. If a team comes in and offers sheets Bouchard at five, five and a half. It really would put the Oilers in a tough place. So what's their play if that happens? Okay. When you look at their roster, I mean, yes. they already have half of their forward contingent at basically a million or less. Like you can't, you can't provide any more haircutting to the bottom six on the forwards. Like you're, I think you you're basically. You gotta buy out Ryan Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> Can I start the line over here to my left for teams that want to acquire them at that rate? I, the fact that I'm looking at, okay, how can you save three, four, five million dollars on your roster? And the fact that my eyes went to Ryan Nugent Hopkins at 5.125 and the guy last year at 104 points. I'm like, this is insane, right? It the fact insane. that it's a value. They have that much of a value in contract with uh -huh. RNH. They uh -huh. have a great value contract for two more years with Leon Dreisaitl. Mm -hmm. And I believe they have a great value contract with Connor McDavid. And Zach and Hyman. Obviously. And Zach Hyman, yes, obviously, I mean, because he's a good complementary piece. He scored 36 and, goals last yeah, year. He goes to the back door with his skates open like he's a penguin and just lets let, let the puck hit me, right? That's, that's what it is. Do you think they regret the Kane deal? No, because it's, it's $5 million. 
It's no, not. No, but Evander, I, I, sorry, regret only in hindsight after the injury. Like, do you, do you, because obviously Evander yeah. didn't get a chance last year to duplicate. Now, if you're looking at his time, this is interesting and, and very noteworthy. And maybe I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said what I said before actually presenting all the facts. I mean, it, it his year didn't have the impact a because of injury, but B because his playoffs were so good the yeah. year before, but in 84 regular season games as an oiler, Evander Kane has 38 goals. Yeah. 67 <laughs> so, points. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would say that the value is still there and assuming that Evander comes back at full, really full health. Like, like I the, think the there's one mistake won. on their roster, one big, big glaring mistake on their roster. Well, I know you don't love the Darnell Nurse deal, but I would get yeah. try to move off of Cody Cece and and Warren Fogle just to try to move six million off the books. But hey, actually, there's two glaring mistake on their roster. What's that? There's Darnell oh, Skinner. Nurse and, sorry, Campbell. And one of Campbell sorry, or Skinner, but I sorry, think it's more yeah. Campbell. Yeah. So you, and, you've moved on and you've kind of given the reins to to, uh, to Skinner. I was going right. to say Jeff Skinner, Stuart Skinner, uh-huh. but. You know, you still have four years of Jack Campbell at five million dollars. So combine the 14 and a half between Campbell and Nurse. Yeah. That should be about six and a half. Really. Right. So eight million dollars. Let's assume, let let's play this fantasy world and assume Bouchard gets offer sheeted and obviously they have to match it no matter what it is. Yes. Like there's there's no market anywhere for Campbell, right? No. Not even at a half price, like if they ate it. Well, and I, I mean, don't even know if if they've eaten so any right now. You have to get a goalie in return, right? Like you're you're if you're trading Jack Campbell, you have to get a goalie in return. Yeah. So are you gonna go? See, I would think. Hmm, I was like, is there a way that maybe uh, Carter Hart could go to to Edmonton, and then the Oilers would maybe that doesn't really help them much. Not it doesn't salary. help him much, but it it maybe gives him a better number one option down the future, right? Because Stuart Skinner, yeah. I'm sorry, but I have a... I, you I, mean look, Jack Campbell, or no? Yeah, but send Campbell to Philly and yeah. then get Carter, Carter Hart going to Edmonton, and maybe you got to sweeten the deal with something. Philly's going to take prospects and young players in that, but I think it helps the Oilers in two ways. You get rid of $5 million, well, you're taking in 3.9, right. uh, but you also, I think, are making your crease better because Stuart Skinner, I'm not sure, is a true number one, and maybe you pass that along to Carter Hart. So I could see that, but the rest of the league is so saturated in goaltenders right now that mm-hmm. who's going to want to take Jack Campbell right now, four years left at $5 million? Yeah, Hellebuck would sure be ticked if uh, <laughs> somehow Jack Campbell got moved before he got moved. That would be a very bizarre turn of events. But so McLeod yeah. still has a hearing scheduled. O'Connor with Pittsburgh still has a hearing scheduled. And Troy Terry has a hearing scheduled tomorrow. It'll be fascinating yes. to see how that plays out because the Ducks are in a position where they need to set kind of the bar for them moving forward. And it comes down to guys like Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers up front. Zegers, of course, didn't opt for and didn't have arbitration rights. Um, I don't believe, correct? Zegers wouldn't have had Zegers it, right? Zegers did not have arbitration right yet. So Terry, obviously, you know, um, coming off and not as big a year, but still in the same realm. So we expect at some point in his career, he's going to be a 7 million plus player. Will it happen now? It wouldn't if it goes to arbitration, clearly. But if he settles, if he 
negotiates a long-term deal ahead of time, then it's very possible he'll be in the seven range. And of course, we're awaiting the verdict on Jeremy Swayman, who had his hearing on July the 30th. And that will close a very interesting chapter on this offseason of goaltending in the NHL. So um, because we have an abundance of A's, would you like to dive in on our uh, teams of the month, teams of the day in this month of August, since we have a lot to get through? Absolutely. Let's dive okay. in with the Anaheim Ducks. Right? Yes, alphabetically, that, that that seems appropriate. And career-wise, it definitely seems appropriate for you. It's, nice timing. It's my best, my best team. I mean, I'm so happy we're starting with Anaheim, which in nine games in my career against the Anaheim Ducks, I'm 8-0-1. And I can still remember the one that was a game that I played actually with the New York Islanders. I'll tell you a story about that later. But not only was I always good against the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim or Anaheim Ducks, um, I pitched a ton of shutouts and, um, in my first full season in Buffalo, 99, 2000, when Dominic Cash got hurt at the beginning of the season, I got to play a lot and this was not my first NHL shutout. It was my fourth, but, and three of the first four came on the road, but it set the tone with, with how I was going to play against the mighty ducks of Anaheim or Anaheim ducks at the time. I hated John. Well, no, I like John Sebastian Giguere because he was a good friend of mine, but he got on, drafted. Truth, ahead. I think that, I think the truth leaked out there. The truth leaked out there because I was jealous of him that he was the first goalie picked in 95 with the Hartford Whalers. And I was the second goalie picked with Buffalo. So I was mad and I always wanted to beat him. And I did plenty of time, but that one game, I remember playing against Paul Correa. It wasn't Jaguar and It was Dominic Roussel. With the mm-hmm. Anaheim, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Another at the former time. flyer. Former flyer, a guy that there's a side story with him and why his career took us. Save it for the end of August. Yeah, but, um, you know, so made 17 saves in that uh, shutout duffer. So just want to let you guys know it wasn't a 35 save shutout. Little known fact uh, or well-known fact, we tend to joke every time this date in history pops up and Marty has another performance where he makes 20 saves or fewer. For those people that are like, why did the league, I don't want to say the league was dying, but why did the league have to make such drastic moves and have a lockout year of 0405 and everything? It's because of that. Like goalies making 15 and 17 saves shutouts. We don't see that anymore. Like we see sometimes 17 shots in a period more often than we see 17 shots in a game. So, but a good shutout. It started my streak of 8-0-1 against the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim or mm-hmm. the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, yeah, I can still remember that uh, that game over there. The only thing I don't love about the numbers you just spewed is that they were not Sabre specific. That was career wide, but yeah. allow me to... Uh fulfill the audience and they're still fanboying over you for good reason when it comes to Anaheim. Marty was 6-0 and lifetime as a Sabre against the Ducks with two shutouts and a 116 goals against and a 953 save percentage. He is Buffalo's all-time wins leader against Anaheim. I don't know if you knew that, but that is in fact true. Only Chad Johnson started rivaling you during yeah. his cameo with the Sabres. He went 2-0 and with a .5 goals against a 986. Uh, all-time Sabres leading scorer against the Ducks is Miro Chatan with 14 points in 12 games. And my Sabres, Anaheim memory, not that you asked for it, was my I first went- ever road trip with the Sabres in the 11-12 season. And it was February 29th, 
And Ryan Miller decided that on consecutive nights, he was going to steal the show. He posted a 43-save shutout in Anaheim on February the 29th. And the very next night, March the 1st, he stopped 39 shots in San Jose. Those were 2 nothing and one nothing games. There was wow. no margin for error. And Ryan was absolutely electric on consecutive nights in my first year broadcasting with the team. Well, uh, so we're talking about 2011-12. So by that point, he was already dating Noreen, his wife. Oh. And uh, because I remember meeting her in 2009-2010 when um, she was in New York and we played, uh, the Sabres played us in New York Islanders. So he was already dating her. And I think she probably was back in California. So he wanted to show off for the girlfriend or fiance at the time and probably why he uh, had such magical two games there. I think he wanted to win for the Sabres, but he wanted to show off for his, uh, his, his bride to be. You think he wanted to show off his toughness? Did he show off his toughness? In those I'm games? told there was fake toughness at the end of that game. Do you think oh, Ryan really? was, was putting on a Hollywood show by uh, chance? I may, probably. Let's take a look. We see it on MSG right now with the face off in the Sabre zone. Sabre's clear to neutral zone. Uh, let's see what happens. Dump in. Miller goes play to the puck. And this is where it all starts. I think there's going to be some fisticuffs and pushing. Oh, yeah, right in front of the Sabres bench. Here's uh, Pat Coletta. F congratulations to Pat Coletta and Maddie Coletta now. Got married on Saturday night. He was nice. uh, involved in the uh, in the fighting. Uh, oh, this is beautiful. I love that. There's Drew Stafford on the bench. Jonas Sakara. Tyler Myers is getting involved. George Babcock is on the bench getting involved. This is great for radio, by the way. So we're commenting over images. We see it on MSG. But uh, fake toughness. It was Tyler Myers. Um, I don't know that I would say Myers is a fake tough. He's pretty big and strong. So, uh huh. But I like it. Well, oh, Thomas look, at the look on, on Van's face. <laughs> <laughs> this is great because I've never seen these images. Like Timu Solani is on the ice. Like how tough Tim Timu's tough. He can be playing tough, but uh, Bobby amazing. Ryan is on the ice. So yeah. Okay. Well, we're going through uh, teams of the day here as we start the month of August, and perhaps in the future, we should look at the video ahead of time to just give a little bit more context and detail for our radio audience on WGR. But hey, it's rare that in August, we get to talk about fake toughness at the end of a game. So at least we're off on the right foot. Congratulations, Marty. At least the on Sabres a... won. They didn't, they didn't start the fake toughness. It was Anaheim that was, that was bitter at because the Ryan, Ryan Miller Miller's... performance, exactly. and they started the fake toughness. Okay, as we continue on Sabres Live, we will be doing so with the continuation of Buffalo against the A-teams. Atlanta, rest in peace to the Thrashers, rest <laughs> in peace to the Flames, and of course, the Desert Dogs, who weren't always an A franchise, they were Phoenix, but now they're Arizona, so they yes. qualify for today, and we'll do it all next on WGR Sports Radio 550 at MSG. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Pezik gaining the line. He takes a shot. Rebound! He shipped it up in the air. It's right to go, Priest. Where's the puck? Is it in the net? The Sabres think it's in the net. The goaltender's in the net. Hansel tries for it. It falls right in the back of his pants. And watch this. It's laying in his pants, and he's going to take it. Right there, right into the net. You can see the puck laying on the top of his pants, on his jersey, in the net. See it? Yeah, I see it, but I've never seen nothing like this before. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. View of the play, the puck did cross the line. We have a good goal. And the Buffalo Sabres win it in overtime. One of the greatest in... Dare I say franchise history, certainly in the last 10 years, folks, we are coming up on the 10 year anniversary of butt goal this December 23rd. Now the schedule maker did us no favors. We don't get Arizona at home on that night this December, but we do see the Sabres in Arizona the week before on a road trip. So you can bet we're going to be reliving that. We're doing teams of the day, starting with the A's here in the month of August, Anaheim, Arizona, Atlanta. We'll get to Atlanta coming up. But when it comes to Coyote memories, Marty, that night alone, yep. last game before the Christmas holiday break, Sabres were shorthanded due to illness. They were skating with only 10 forwards in the game, and Drew Stafford left early in the game, mm-hmm. I think, with a penalty that had him ejected. So they were down to nine forwards. And the goal by Mark Pesic, it was his first career goal in a win. It was his first goal that season. He had scored one other time prior in his NHL career. It was in the last minute of a blowout loss at home to the New York Rangers. 
The only reason I remember it vividly was his family, especially mom, was in attendance. So the game had no meaning other than the fact that Mark finally got a goal in front of his family. But this one allows Pesic to live in Sabres lore. And what a crazy call that was that we just heard with Razor and RJ. You see it? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I, I, I'm blind, Razor. I can see. I'm, I, I look. I'm looking at the monitor. It's in his pants, and he takes it all over the blue, line, the red line. It's in the net. Um, and this was a tough time, I must say, through Sabers and their the fans' desire to lose games, and in Arizona and Buffalo being two teams that were lower in the standings, and this was an OT. It was almost like nobody wanted the extra point. It was a one-one game, and then it just so happened that. I tell my my goalies all the time, like, you keep yourself above the goal line. You don't retreat into the net. You never know where the puck is. And these loose pants that Mike Smith always wearing, his jersey tucked into the back, allowed for the puck to just find a pocket right there below the number 41 and slide himself into the net. Unbelievable. What, I mean, what's also crazy about, about that particular game, um, you know, they, they were playing shorthanded, as I mentioned, um, and ha- having just discussed what we did about um, Ryan Miller and, you know, his time against Anaheim, uh, here we are looking at him against Arizona. And the only reason they have a chance in the butt goal game is because Ryan stopped 36 of 37 in what was looking like it was going to be, you know, a disastrous night for them. But when you think of Arizona slash Phoenix here, as we focus on uh, teams of the day, what's your uh, history with the Desert Dogs? I have two history, two games that I remember, and they're both in Arizona in Phoenix at the old Phoenix Suns Arena downtown when they used to share. It was not a hockey arena. It was weird because the fans at... America West. Yeah, the fans had obstructed view seats right above the goalie uh, because it started higher. It was made for basketball to go a lot lower. The Jumbotron was not in the center ice. It was over a blue line because the middle of the building was not at center ice. So it was it was weird. But I remember in 2003 and we're going to January 18, 2003. And I'm stretching on the red line before the game, right? And warm up. And Danny Briere, good buddy of mine, obviously comes over. He goes, hey, Marty, what's going on? I'm like, I'm good, Danny. What's up? He goes, I haven't scored in a while. Let me get one today. Let me go. He always used to ask me for goals. And Danny, from the time we were midget hockey, junior hockey, American League, NHL, he literally scored in every single game that he played against me. I'm not making that up. I could never stop him. He found, he had shots go off his shoulder and into the net. Like it just, he always found a way to score. Well, that game is a one nothing game. Miro Shatan scored a shorthanded goal early in the third. And Arizona Phoenix pulls their goalie late in the game, right? And I remember I'm making save. I'm making save. Danny's in front of the net, whacking at the puck. He shoots it. I hear, yeah. And just in the nick of time, Jay McKee's face stopped it behind me. It never went into the net. It hit Jay right in the face and it and, and it hit the post and went over. And Danny's like, oh, I thought that was in. I thought for sure. And we won one nothing. Danny, for the first time, did not score a goal against me. And sure enough, a month and a half later, trade deadline, Arizona says, Hey, Danny, if you can't score against Marty anymore, you're no good anymore. We're going to trade you to Buffalo for Chris Gratton. And Danny came up to Buffalo. I still think that my performance against Arizona on that January day in Phoenix made the fact that Arizona quit on Danny Briere because he couldn't score against me. 
Well, thank goodness for that. That was one of only two career victories that you had against the Coyotes as a member <laughs> of the Sabres. Now, you fell right in between the two greats. Ryan was 6-0 and lifetime against the Coyotes as a member of the Sabres, matching your record versus the Ducks. I don't know what was Dom's problem, but Hashik was 2-3-3 and lifetime against Arizona as a member of the Sabres. That makes no sense. I can tell you whatsoever. what Dom's problem was. You like the heat? Well, when you got to Arizona, oh, it was, he was always, on the lazy river. Like he was on the lazy river all day. He liked to be able to get some sun. He liked to maybe go to dinner and extend his dinner the night before. Uh, Usually it actually worked. Like I remember in the playoffs, like if, or maybe not playoffs, regular season, if he was having a slump, they'd say, let Dom go out all night and tomorrow he'll play good. In Arizona, it didn't work because there was the lazy river. Oh no. Spalding like Wi-Fi speaking uh, of lazy hey, can rivers. Can I tell you my second one quickly? Just because as we're dealing with Spalding Lake Wi-Fi right now. But here's here's my second memory of a game against Arizona. And we are going back to another January game in Arizona, but in 2002, where Vatslav Varada, in five minutes of action, late in the first period, hit Christopher Colanos from behind, mm -hmm. right by the penalty benches. Colanos was a right-handed shot, goes to dump the puck in, and Varada hits him in the numbers from behind, five feet away from the board. Colanos goes into the wall hard. They have to stretch for him off, right? Uh, Verada gets thrown out. Everybody hated Václav Verada in the league. Sean Burke was not dressing that night. Sean Burke was nursing an injury, but I just got announced to the All-Star game. So, you know, we had seen the headline or whatever. So Berkey comes down from the press box and goes the elevator down to the ice level, runs around towards the Sabres locker room. He wants to beat the crap out of Verada. He wants to once and for all end this guy. And Verada gets thrown out. So Verada goes out the Zamboni door and starts walking towards the locker room. And here's Berkey coming around the turn. You piece of, you know what, Verada, you're a this, you're a this, you're a that. And he's in his face and he's yelling at him. And Verada looks at him and he goes, congratulations on making the All-Star game. And sticks his head out. And Sean Burke says, thank you, shakes his hand and walks the other way. <laughs> he goes... I didn't know what to do. I'm yelling at this guy and this guy congratulates me on making the all-star game. And he goes, I totally froze and I didn't know what to do. Oh, that is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Okay. Well, there's your Arizona history. We'll see where both the Sabres and Coyotes end up this season. There's still some retooling being done in the desert. Uh, maybe Matt Della yeah. becomes their next signing. We'll see very quickly on Atlanta as a franchise uh, franchises. Pardon me. Yes. <laughs> they, uh, the flames, uh, came in as Atlanta in 72-73, lasted through 79-80. And, of course, there were the Trashers from 99-2000 to 2010-11. Give me your favorite Atlanta memory as a member of the Sabres, presumably. Um, I never played well against the Atlanta Trashers. I did have that, a shutout that, in my first I, game I, against I, them. Okay, so. how how poorly did you play against the Thrashers? Um, Probably an 870 save percentage and an over 3.5 yeah, well, goals against you, them. You went 4-9 and nine against yes. them. And, the you know, it still bothers me to, to see this. 44 lifetime games for the Sabres against the Thrashers. Yeah. 44 games. The Sabres won 20 of them. No, we were and Atlanta was never any good. 
No, we Never. were terrible against them. Oh. We used to let Danny Heatley score and then Hosa score and Kozlov scored and Yannick Trombley scored because I knew the guy and everybody's going to say, who the heck is Yannick Trombley? Exactly. And we lost to everybody there. I remember when Cunny was the coach there and Kovalchuk was there. Like we used to be like, we're, we're going to beat these guys and then we'd lose. Hated the one side of sweets in Atlanta at Phillips Arena that it was like just the balance was off. But my biggest memory of playing the Atlanta Trashers is the opening night, home opener, opening of the season in 2001. Like, let's remember, Hasek got traded to Detroit that summer. I'm the number one goalie now in Buffalo, and there's a ton of pressure coming with that after Dominic Hasek. So I go out for warm-up at uh, the arena downtown, and I come back to the locker room. I'm sitting in my stall, and all of a sudden, I feel nauseous. I feel nauseous. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to be sick. I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I'm trying to hide it. I don't want the players to see the guys see that I'm like going to throw up or anything. I took a beeline run to the bathroom duffer and I literally like was so sick. I came back. I was white as a ghost. I sat in my stall at a little Gatorade or whatever. And we went out. I played decent, but we lost two to one to the Atlanta Trashers. And it was just the start of a, a bad year. Like it just started off a bad foot losing to the trashers at home two to one. But I thought if I win this game, I may have to like be like Glenn Hall, right? Like and go out and like Glenn Hall apparently threw up because of nerves before every game. Well, losing two one to the trashers. I said, I'm never doing that again. And uh, luckily I never was sick again in an NHL game. No, but the one tradition that did hold true in the Buffalo Atlanta history was Derek Roy being there to rescue the poorest of poor efforts. <laughs> this was incredible. Roy, on New Year's Day in 2010, the Thrashers had a 3-0 lead early against Buffalo. This was after the Bruins had hosted the Winter Classic, so the Sabres were playing later on that day on New Year's Day. And wouldn't you know it, Buffalo comes all the way back to win 4-3 in overtime. Now, this might not have been the masterpiece from Roy. It came off the glass and right to him as the netminder. Was that Hedberg? Is that Moose? That's Moose. That's Johan Hedberg, yeah. And uh, he's behind the goal, and the improbable comeback happens as Derek Roy would be the all-time Buffalo leading scorer in head-to-head games with the Thrashers. Did you know that not only was he more than a point a game against Atlanta, he had three career game winners against the Thrashers, all of them in overtime. (laughs) And there was a perfect way to start 2010 for Buffalo in what was a division winning year, thanks to, in large part, the efforts of Ryan Miller, but obviously the offensive support cast. No, obviously this is Ryan, uh, Ryan Miller, Derek Roy being the right place, right time. These old partition with the big metal bars in between a nice little kick. Tower Myers dumped it in. It goes right to the slot. Uh, I remember... We had a weird win in Atlanta that way, like a dump in that got in uh, against the Atlanta Thrashers. And I should remind people that our good friend, Eric Bolton, Sabres alumni, Eric Bolton, Mm -hmm. did in fact score a hat trick as a member of the Atlanta Thrashers against the New Jersey Devils. He had two against brother and one against Johan Hedberg, I believe, who was with the Thrashers for a while as, uh, as well. And do you know why I remember that one vividly? Because of his celebration. He was on the same line with Chris Thornburn, I believe. No, I was working at NHL Network. So it was pretty much like the highlight of the night. Like Bolts <laughs> was probably the performer of the evening. Now, did you happen to notice a former Sabre who was in that video clip when Roy scored the go- overtime goal? For the Atlanta Trashers? For the Trashers, yes. 
Mm, I, I saw Jim Slater was on the bench walking off oh, the ice. But his one season with Atlanta, Max Afinaginov. Oh yeah, okay. And do you know how many points number sixty-one had for Atlanta that year? Twenty-seven. Sixty-one. Did he really? He did. I was too what? easy. I should have said sixty-one. Good season for Max. Pretty good season for Max. I'll tell yeah. you this: you go down the list of players on that roster. Mm-hmm. You know, like Bobby Corkum, former Sabers. He played for Atlanta. Um, you know, I, I'm looking here. The game that was at home, opening uh, of the 2001-2002 season. Yeah. Uh, Nat Dominikelly. Oh gosh. Uh, I remember him. Patrick Stefan was there. Everybody knows what he did with that. Uh, that empty net with the yeah, but that wasn't with Atlanta. No, no the, the with problem the with Atlanta Stars. was drafting him as high as they did because uh, because the Sedins came up for yes. second and third after yes. that. Can you imagine? Oh, I know, mastermind Brian Burke. Yeah, it was quite the story. Um, Derek Roy, by the way, there was one super lopsided game in Buffalo Atlanta history, and that ten-one win in January of 08 featured two hat tricks for Buffalo. Drew Stafford had one, and of course. Derek Roy had the other because that's what he did. Padded his stats against the Thrashers as part of, uh, you know, establishing himself as part of Sabres folklore for sure. All right. We've been teams of the day through the month of August. Alphabetically, we were able to squeeze in Anaheim, Arizona, Atlanta today. Marty might have some uh, one word responses to those experiences and or anything else league wide as we continue on Sabres Live right after this. WGR Sports Radio 550 MSG. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Not going to lie, Marty. Some of the stories you have shared the last couple of days sound made up. And I am here for it. And we're not making this up either. I'm not creative enough to make that stuff up, Duffer. I can't make this up. Happy 27th birthday. Let's get the balloons going to Yuvis Malinsky's. Now, you may be wondering, like, (laughs) why this would be the highest profile birthday on the NHL's media website. I asked myself the same question. I thought, have I missed this player as a member of the Florida (laughs) Panthers? Well, sadly, his signing with the Panthers was overshadowed by the Panthers starting a long playoff run (laughs) deep into the spring. Uh, Juvis, a Latvian teammate of Zemgis Girgensen's in international play, um, has never broached North America. Nope. Never stepped foot from a playing standpoint here, um, undrafted. But at age 27, he is currently well down 
the Panthers <laughs> defensive depth chart, but uh, we, we might well see them this year. So keep an eye out as they say for Uvis Balinski's. No, nothing's better than to find out that somebody exists and finding out on that person's birthday and Uvis Balinski's uh, happy birthday. I don't know <laughs> if you're a good hockey player or not, but maybe we see you in the Florida organization. Maybe we don't, but it is still your birthday. It should be celebrated. How about one word? based on our text thread that was started by me last night. How about, <laughs> no, not one word on birthdays. How about one word on summer hockey? Uh, yeah, I'm not a big like, fan like of it. Like the Helenka Gretzky, the uh, whatever's happening. At I the, understand at the, the Helenka the... Gretzky and people having a job to do, yeah. but it just, give me a recap or something. Don't give me the... Play by play of every minute of every half period of every period. Yeah. Like it's it's hard. And that goes back to my summer hockey roots. Like we didn't play summer hockey. And mm-hmm. when I saw my buddies go and play summer hockey, I said, uh-uh. I'm playing baseball, I'm playing soccer, I'm playing tennis, I'm playing right. whatever. I'm not gonna do it. Now it comes to a point where you have to do a little bit of it, but I just people, it's not just summer hockey like the U18s or yeah. Helenka Gretzky tournament. It's like people that tell me, oh, we just came back from Boston on a uh, uh, the bean pot or the chowder cup and whatever. I'm like, guys, it's summer. Let's enjoy it. Yeah. I'm beginning to think Cutter Goche is like almost synonymous with either Helenka or Gretzky right now with his showcase exploits last night. So, <laughs> well, yeah, the guy has been playing it's summer just, hockey for three I years know. now. I know. It's just, it's, yeah, I, I do, I do. Because they did do it. the U18 in the summer in Dallas the one year, and then it's kept on going with that. Uh, Brandon Scanlon, one word. Uh, I don't want to be mean, but I'm like, what? Who? He took what a haircut. He took tough. a haircut, but that's tough when you're under a million and you go even lower from that and you're in New York City. That's tough. Going to cost him a lot of money this year. One word. When on Swayman? This afternoon at 105. <laughs> That's what usually happens when we say goodbye on Sabres Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.